Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by sending cold emails. Today is August 11th, and I am feeling grateful for decent Wi-Fi. This is episode number 53, and I am melting. Oh, man. We'll get to that in a little bit. I just want to... I got I to gotta apologize for not having an episode last week because the place we were at had dismal, like awful internet. Perfect location for getting away from work then. Well, I, I mean, it was the, the bummer. I mean, there, there, it's the worst internet. Like it was there. It's just that it was really, really bad. Mm. And so if there's no internet at all, then you don't have the option. If you have yeah. enough to be able to check email, get work updates, push code, it just takes a little while, then, you know, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. not not enough to do video calls. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Bad internet so, is, is worse than no internet at all. <laughs> yeah. So we, we tried to start recording. It was completely undoable. But I loved the uh, the new podcast or the yeah the, the show that we put into the feed. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed that episode as well. Well, what else? Uh, let's see, what else is what else is going on, man? Yeah, as I said, like I'm melting. It's super hot in Germany these days, um, and for some reason, like my office, for some reason, is the warmest room in the entire house, like. I can go into any other room and it's it's way colder. Like I can actually tell. Uh, yeah. But this, like this, and probably even this particular location where my desk is at, it's like super warm in here. It's, Your windows like, yeah. just facing windows facing the sun and pointing right against yeah. your back all day. Yeah, I, I have the blinds down for the most part of the day, uh, so I'm. I've been working in darkness the entire morning and it's still super hot in here. Like, I, I don't even know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, going into the basement, like, usually I hate going into the basement to pick something up, but these days it's <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I've, I have moved my office back downstairs. I've, I mean, I, I know I've talked before about, like, my office that I use at home. It's great because it's downstairs. It's got a door. It's separated, but there's no, there's, there are no windows. There's no natural mm. light. And yeah. so when I yeah. work from here at long stretches, I, it's depressing. Mm -hmm. um, except for the summer months where <laughs> it's actually quite delightful because I come down here and it's a crisp 60, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, just have to be sure to get out. Uh, several times during the day and so <laughs> vitamin C. Yeah. 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 That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So what's happening uh, with you? Like what's, what's new? Well, so we, so we, um, we were out in the Pacific Northwest up in, uh, like this little peninsula in the Southwest, um, corner of, of Washington, like very rural, super remote, um, so it was really easy for us to be able to like hang out on the beach and there was like nobody, you know, for many, many, many 
like hundreds and hundreds of meters in either direction. It was really, really great. Um, and so I, uh, I've, I was working on that. The thing I've been trying to think through is my sales process. So I want to talk to you about cold emails today, um, at some point, because in the latest user list advisor email, um, you, you all are having decent, uh, percentage of response rates on cold emails. And so, um, I think you said like 20 something percent. I, to be honest, I'm super not involved in any of this, which is kind of, kind of a little bit embarrassing. Um, it's like, (laughs) I can't answer, probably can't answer any of your questions, but it's also super nice to be not like, to be not hands-on on something. Yeah. 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 It's totally, it's only Jane's, uh, Jane's project right now. Cool, um, but well, like, if you have questions, I, I can try I, to answer. <laughs> I yeah, you, let's. I'll I'll ask you some, and if nothing else, then I, I'll have a conversation with. I'll, I'll reach out to Jane um, over over the next week and talk about it because here's so here's what I've been uh, been trying to to think through is I I don't have nearly enough traffic or awareness yet for organic leads to to be to be viable okay cool no sweat so then i need to do some sales so i listened to uh damian thompson episode number 507 on startups for the rest of us it's called making cold email work really great episode lots of practical advice in there um and so i started started using or started like integrating some of that used uh, this tool called LeadFuse that Damien, I think at one point was even uh, involved with. Um, and so, uh, and it basically like allows you to exactly what it, you would expect, like put in some parameters, you know, get some, get some email addresses and, and send them short emails uh, without being spammy or anything about it. Just like, Hey, you're, you're at this company. I'm working on this. Which of these problems do you have? Um, just like the direct advice he gives in that, in that episode, um, candidly, like I, it was not returning anything, um, completely, completely, um, unsuccessful for what I was, what I was trying to use it for. Mm-hmm. I think probably like his, in, in, even in thinking through it, I think his advice was much more, you know, targeted toward like a uh, high volume of emails to like at enterprise sales where that sort of effort is worth it. Um, or where that sort of effort would, would, you know, lead to positive ROI. Um, then I stumbled upon, uh, this interview with Steli FD of close.io, um, on indie hackers. And, and I'll put a link to link to that one in the show notes as well. Um, and he, he had the, he had a really good piece of input where he was like, look, people really love giving advice. And so if you're super early and you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get some early signups and things, don't say, Hey, I've built something for you. Um, would you like to take a look? Or I'm trying to get my earliest customers, which is basically exactly what I've been saying. Um, <laughs> he said, don't say that. Say, I've built something for your industry and you have experience in it. I'm hoping I could get some advice from you. Could we have 10 or 15 minutes? Um, and I've already gotten 
I think like three emails back out of 40, um, which I think is pretty good take up rate for a cold email. Um, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that, that that is, uh, that that's going to be a, a viable and repeatable strategy, um, to kind of start getting a few more regular conversations, uh, happening. Um, and so that's, that's what I've, that's what I've been up to there. Yeah. So I just checked like the emails we send right now, like mm -hmm. one of them is basically also the, Hey, we're, we're, we're working on this problem. Like, would you be up for, for a call? Like just mm -hmm. like an, like a conversation, an interview, whatever. And so far that has a response rate of 26%. And then the other one is a yeah. basically, Hey, we're working on user list. Uh, why don't you check it out? Um, <laughs> email and for some reason it has a re response rate of 36%, but like with both with a very limited amount of uh, recipients. So not entirely sure if that is actually representative of how that would perform. Yeah. Do you have any idea where that list of contacts is coming from? Um, yeah. Like uh, we hired a VA on Upwork to, mm -hmm. um, basically go through, I think research companies on indie hackers was one source of the list. I basically find companies that would be a good fit and, and email those. Um, and I know Jane's right now working on, um, uh, basically using build with to, um, to get lists of potential, yeah. potential leads and, and like that, that use tools that are complementary to us, like people using Stripe, people using help scout um and she's currently trying to figure out like got a one month subscription of build with and got those lists and they are huge <laughs> and and now she's she's trying to figure out like how to distill that down into actually a, a reasonable amount of um yeah of, of emails or contacts that that makes sense to email to um so yeah mm -hmm. not sure what what else to say there Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, I'll 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 reach out and get a little bit more detail on that on your on the process there. I'm trying to like find a balance between um you know, just spending a ton of time on sales out like cold outreach. Um, which I think is just one aspect of it. And then the other thing is I'm also in the middle of working on um like a really good, what I hope will be anyway, a really good piece of cornerstone content. Because uh, I listened to, yeah, I, I pretty much went on a microconf and indie hackers binge <laughs> um, <laughs> in the in the you know uh, twenty hour car drive in both directions. Um, and the other thing I I listened to was uh, microconf on air with Christopher Gimmer. Um, using organic content as your flywheel. So that was a really good, really good talk. And so he he described how early on for them, you know, rather than creating a whole bunch of um, small pieces of content, create two or three like major cornerstone pieces, promote those, um, and you know, reach out to the people who are interested in it. And, like that clicked immediately. 
so that's so that's the other piece of it I'm doing is okay. Let's let's shut off the idea of um, of paid search or yeah any any of that. Like that's just not that's just not going to work yet. Um, and also don't go hardcore on trying to send out you know hundreds of cold emails per day or per week. It's probably also not going to have a really great hit rate. Um, strike the balance in here and uh and yeah try to try to create some great content get some interest there who is interested in it and you know reach out and and do some uh do com- do some conversations uh with them so that's what I'm that's what I'm dead smack in the middle of yeah right now hope would really hope to have it finished by the by the end of this week but i mean i'm like shooting for you know, 10, 12,000 words, kind of a style of, of thing. So a lot of, a lot of research and a lot of writing to be done, but I'm probably 2,500 words into it so far. So we'll, we'll see. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Like from, from what I heard recently about SEO and stuff like that, like those long form articles apparently are working pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and it it makes sense also just um, as a better, I mean, not only for the, you know the SEO play, but as a potential lead magnet, it it just gives you so many uh, chances to show the the customer. I really do understand what it is you're going through and all of the different points of view of your problem and thinking through it and providing you know examples of other research and um, studies, et cetera, et cetera makes sense that 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 works better than early early on better than you know a bunch of pretty shallow pieces of content that definitely aren't going to rank um in and of themselves but um let's see i i actually i had a a customer call uh before this one uh this morning at 6 a.m my time because she was in the uk um (laughs) And so, uh, and it went, it went pretty good. Got some good, uh, I got some good feedback. Um, I don't, I don't think she's a totally qualified buyer though. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of balancing, yeah, balancing, balancing her feedback with not, not so sure that this is a perfect, uh, perfect so customer they, persona anyway. They're unlikely to sign up or like what what makes you think they are not a uh, good fit well they um they operate under what's called a holacracy um uh company which is where you don't have like the typical uh tree structure of management um it's flat and people don't really have titles they have roles that they can move into and out of and it's you know it's uh you know it's just set up a little bit differently and Mm -hmm. i am very much saying hey managers you have direct reports you should use this tool um and so uh but what 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 was interesting is like part way part way through i was like so i mean it sounds to me like i really can't solve i don't think i'm a good fit sounds to me like i really can't solve the, the problems that you're that you're facing so um is is that is that would you agree? And it was almost like loss aversion for her where she was like, well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that just yet. Um, so it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of funny, but, um, 
anyway, so I, I, I will say, like, I think that that is why I don't expect them to sign up because of their structure. The problems that she's trying to solve, Headlamp completely, mm-hmm. you know, can address them. Um, there are a couple of features that she said that she needs um, in order to feel like she would, you know, be ready to sign up. So, yeah, that's where that's where I'm at with everything. Um, sales, SEO, content marketing, uh, just bringing that whole mix, that whole mix together. Yeah, yeah, nice. What uh, what do you got going on on your side? Um, yeah, quite a bit. Like since we didn't talk last week, the list is quite long. <laughs> we had our one year anniversary. Uh, we launched a user Ooh. list on August sixth uh, nice. last year. So it's All not right. it's well, depending on how you count, it's one year old by now. Uh, because the company is way older, and we've been working on it for way way longer longer but it's out in the public for for a year now um sad thing about it we didn't make my personal <laughs> revenue goal like it said like when we launched they said a revenue goal and said yeah like if you don't hit that goal like that mrr mark in a year then i'm going to quit <laughs> <laughs> and uh now uh we didn't hit it um and I'm not quitting because <laughs> it would be kind of stupid. <laughs> well, things change. Things Where, change. Yeah. So, did you, in in retrospect, was it a was it a realistic goal, and things didn't go the way that you hoped that they would, or was it an unrealistic goal, and you've learned something since then? No, it was a. I think it was a very realistic goal. And like, if I want to make it easy, then I can just blame the pandemic for as a reason for not making it. I'm not entirely sure if that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, back like last year when I made that decision or made that set that goal, we didn't have the tiny seed funding and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically still working working at, on it on the side. Which, well, the working on it on the side part is not no, no longer true, and that probably means we should have uh, met a goal. But um, at least we have more runway now, so it's not as big of a problem as it would have been uh, otherwise. Sure. Um, so now, well, now we're just setting uh, bigger goals and trying to <laughs> trying to achieve them in shorter time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not I'm not quitting Userlist right now. Um, we keep going until the money runs out, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was nice to celebrate. Luckily, or uh, coincidentally, it was, it was on Thursday and we had our, um, monthly happy hours call on Thursday as well. So we used mm-hmm. that to, to celebrate. Oh, nice. Uh, Jane, nice. Jane had a li- little piece of cake and with a, <laughs> with a small candle on it. I had some <laughs> confetti we, we threw. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Had a nice, a nice small group to hang out with and celebrate the occasion. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, on the more serious stuff, um, we are almost done with the new knowledge base on the website. Like moved everything over, exported stuff from from Help uh, Help Scout. Uh, it's almost done in the sense that uh, we're still doing some restructuring, like moving things around, renaming links, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like cleaning things up. That's still still pending, but once that is done, we're ready to push it. 
um and i'm excited about it because i i, I feel like our best content is in the knowledge base and uh, if we get nice. like traffic for those that would be super super cool um and then yeah like first results from asia's work um she did a lot of um customer interviews and shared the notes uh, from them with us and that was actually quite interesting um we learned learned a couple things about like about the product about how people think about it and even like personal insights from our customers uh, it yeah. was pretty fun to listen to listen to to listen to those interviews what what were some of the more surprising things that you learned about how customers see user lists versus how you've been thinking about it? Um, like one of the most surprising things was that people actually see um, measurable measurable improvements in their business by using by using user lists. Like one of our customers said, they noticed a twenty five percent reduction in churn. Nice, just by by sending emails and. Uh, that makes me pretty exciting because like on our side, we don't really have a way to, to measure that sort of thing. Um, because like, I mean, we can me measure how many emails we send, but like, right. We don't know about your, you churn. don't have we access don't to their stripe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have all that data at least yeah. not right now. So it's super exciting to, to, to hear like some f feedback from people that it's actually mm -hmm. working for them. Um, and, um, Asia is using using those interviews with a uh, with a good results and uh, having her team write up uh, case studies or at least one case study for now possibly more and um, we we'll put put them on the website and maybe have like do a marketing campaign or something like that around it yeah for sure um, but that's super exciting and it's also funny to like, compared to doing those interviews ourselves i feel like having her as a third party who isn't really involved in anything to it it i think it got other replies or other responses and answers from people than what they would have said if they were talking to us directly so it was for sure it was super interesting yeah. um and also like have a list of of course have a list of things that we should probably improve um like peter keeps mentioning that our our app looks shitty on mobile and doesn't work pretty well, which is true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there was something he mentioned in the interview a couple of times, uh, so I should probably fix that as well at some point. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. It was great. Um, she also started setting up um, a Facebook uh, uh, campaign or a Facebook business account for us. Um, well, we're not super. Ex well, I'm personally not yeah. super excited to give money to Facebook. Like, also one thing that, like, from those interviews, apparently a lot of founders are hanging out on Facebook, like, um, yeah. in private Facebook groups or like communities on Facebook and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So while I'm not excited about giving money to Facebook, I'm kind of excited about putting ads in front of those people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, maybe th maybe that actually works. Um, and we'll probably start it this week or early next week. Okay. Um, so we'll see how, how that works and then if that works. Was that a... Man, I, I completely relate to the... <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to give Facebook money. But, I mean, any... <laughs> uh paid advertising 
uh, guide or advice that you get right yeah. now, most of them start with Facebook. Yeah. So what what yeah. was what was your conversation like with, or what what was what yeah what was that, what was that like, and why why is it that that Facebook is is such a successful channel to go after? I like for the why I have no idea. Like yeah. I don't know, uh, but like Asia recommended it uh, and said it had, has worked well for for other clients of hers. Yep. So, um, I mean, it would be stupid to not at least give it a try, like, mm -hmm. uh, and see how it works. And uh, we don't have to spend a lot of money with them, but like, if it, like, if the return of investment is is there, then at least at this stage, I feel like it would be pretty stupid to not do it. Like ethics, ethics aside, a little bit. <laughs> um, the question is like, what else, like where else to spend the money? Like giving yeah. the money to Google isn't that much better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, if we can, if you can make it work on a small scale with Facebook, then that would be interesting at least to, to see what works and maybe then branch out from there and try to replicate what works on Facebook on other platforms, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but overall, pretty excited about it, and especially having someone who who knows what they're doing, like at least has some experience. Because like when we started doing some ads, we started from scratch and were basically clueless. And my hope is that Asia at least ha has enough experience to make it work faster. Mm -hmm. Well, we we see. Um, Starting that soonish, I think Jane's doing the the visuals today and working on approving the copy and stuff like that. So, yeah, nice, cool, yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, yeah. Like one experience with we one experiment with that when we launched the website was uh, disable Google Analytics by default and only enable it when we when you accept uh, the cookie consent, mm -hmm. um, we decided to roll that back okay. <laughs> because like afterwards we didn't have any, like no analytics whatsoever. Like, yeah. I mean, still a handful of people accepted the cookies and um, uh, allowed us to see what they are visiting, what pages they are visiting. But like for the majority of traffic, we were blind and had no idea what was going on. Man, also, that is... one of those things where... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one of those things that don't, like, it doesn't feel right to do it, to be honest. Uh, but then again, like, with Asia working on the marketing, it would be kind of unfair to basically hire her and then show her our ex uh, data up to now and then uh, pull all of that away from her and ask her to improve the numbers without have actually seeing the numbers is kind of... Uh, yeah, it, it's a bit of a shitty move and unproductive. So we decided to to enable it back. Mm -hmm. um, I also looked at other solutions like for, for analytics. Like for example, now that the website is on Netlify, they have like an analytics product built in. I was looking at Fathom. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. Like it felt like they might have all the data we need, but... It, for one thing, they're not really presenting it in a usable way. At least that's how I feel about it. Um, 
So we ended up like sticking with Google Analytics yeah. for now. Um, just like for the most part because of the historical like trend data. That was something that I wasn't able to figure out. In in Fathom, for example, I, I wasn't able to figure out like, yes, I can see my goal conversions at this very moment, but like what was my goal conversion a week ago or a month ago or stuff like that? And how did it mm -hmm. develop over time? Mm -hmm. And while I hope that they have this data, like they're currently apparently not not presenting it. So that makes it a little bit hard for for our current use case, I think. For sure. And that's that's such a there's so much overlap there um between switching Google Analytics on and deciding to advertise on Facebook. <laughs> where yeah. it's man, there there is just such a tension right now between the practical yeah practical needs of the business to to grow and be sustainable to put you in a position to have the privilege of saying we are a no we are a no facebook company um, yeah and that's a yeah i, I don't that's well it, it's a spectrum <laughs> and that is a complicated issue that is not as black and white as it it can be for folks like Basecamp, um, you know. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's much easier to make that decision when you're just pulling in money hand over fist, versus <laughs> when you're, yo, like we we got to make we got to figure out a way to make this work. So we got to try everything possible. We got to try everything that is available to us. Yeah. So yeah. I I mean I appreciate yeah. the the tension that you're experiencing and. We're doing it, but at least we're feeling bad about it. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, yeah. What we we could do a whole we could do a whole. I think we could do a whole episode. Uh, yeah, just on yeah, just on sure. that topic. Yeah, might be fun. I mean, so, I, we see. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll say I'm I'm really curious to see what the Facebook experiment does because if it if it yeah. if it works. Now that then the conversation gets really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like if it doesn't work, then yeah, things are a lot easier to turn off again. Yep. Um, yeah, but like that's a weird like yeah, as I said, there's a weird tension between privacy and respecting the user's privacy and still having enough data to to kind of work with. Like I yeah. Again, I, I the thing is in the end, I don't care about like who was that particular user who signed up via exactly. Facebook? I'm just like, I'm just caring about the aggregate stats, but like, of course, like all those big, big players, they, they're still tracking on the individual user level and they are using that data for whatever they want to use it for. So that makes it kind of, yeah, leaves a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, um, in terms of rolling things back, um, I also spent last a couple of days last week to roll back some of the performance optimizations I made a couple of weeks ago. I remember we had yeah. some yes. had some troubles in was it February or something. Um, and while they, they they fixed the performance problems, they also introduced a lot of other problems. Oh no! Um, like for the last couple of months, some part of user list was constantly broken. I feel like. I mean, not broken in the sense that nothing did work, but like it was causing 
causing queues to back up and it was causing like random failures that we were able to recover from but like it was still it was still a mess mm -hmm. so um one thing in particular we used a lot of counter caching like the rails counter caches to to speed up uh well basically result index pages where we load a lot of resources and each of them has a counter associated to it for example this one i fixed or wrote back this week was like um how many people are in a segment and stuff like that. Previously, we would like count those on the fly, and I changed that to have a counter cache so it's stored, the count is stored on the, on the row in the database. But turns out we update segments a lot and update memberships <laughs> a lot. And um, we were updating that counter a lot, and that actually, like, that caused real problems on the database. Like, mm. uh, it's the first time this happened for me, but apparently there's also like write performance problems are actually a thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, as I said, like, like uh, updates to the to the to the uh, segments slowed down the database as far as like it's taking several seconds to update that one row to increment that one counter because like. Wow. 2000 updates were happening at the same time for that particular yeah. role. Yeah. So, um, last week I decided to remove that counter cache again, and now we are still counting on the fly, but, um, I'm using a, um, common table expression to basically do all the counting for all the results ahead of time. And not like, not like have this N plus one counting problem. And so far it looks like it, it's a little bit slower again, like on the read side, but at least at least it's not causing problems on the right side right, anymore. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Hopefully, this is fixed okay. for now. <laughs> well, okay. So you do you do feel like you haven't gone completely back to the problems that you were having in February? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but rolled it back a little bit. Like this, this like one learning for me: counter caches don't work on a high load application that's okay it's it just doesn't work if the counter changes more than once per second or something like that or yeah. once per minute then it's not feasible at yeah, all perfect. yeah okay hmm. well yeah. so is it and and you've it's in a good enough place that you feel like you can you're moving on from it and i'm moving on from it for now, for now. like okay. there's still a couple counter caches in there and I feel like I should probably replace a couple more. But for some cases, I feel like um, we actually have to do proper analytics setup, like um, that will actually allow us to do like also like reporting and the, the front end and stuff like that. I think it, it sounds a little bit like total overkill, but um, I think the proper solution to the counter cache problem is very similar to just having a proper reporting and analytics setup as a first-class feature. So uh, I'm basically balancing the okay. the need to to fix that and the need to add this feature. And at some points, hopefully, it will just like make sense to tackle both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Did you have you happened to listen to the most recent episode of Build Your SaaS? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, where John yeah, Buda yeah. is talking about restructuring yeah. there okay yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah I, uh, I was like mm -hmm, yeah i know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about 
okay. actually would be interesting would be interesting to to hear more like how their current setup looks like and what they are thinking yeah. about doing in the future but uh gut feeling is it's probably something similar <laughs> well should maybe reach out and see if you can get 15 minutes yeah maybe um doing it not doing it right now because it's like not a high priority but yeah maybe when when we get when we get to actually building that that feature and yeah. probably makes sense to to reach cool. out to people who know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> or well i mean know what they're doing now because they've they've been through it yeah 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 know what they're doing now at the scale <laughs> yeah. so what are what are you moving what are you moving on to then um yeah now that the the website is mostly done i'm i'm back to working on the company accounts feature okay um that has the been data model a little bit, yeah the, a little bit yeah. yeah on the back burner for the last three weeks or so um yeah. Feels right. which was also kind of nice to like um yeah get a little bit of distance between me and the problem and then now coming back to it mm -hmm. and i was actually able to to finish up the data model rewrite uh, yesterday I rolled it out earlier this like earlier today uh, broke something took 30 minutes to fix it <laughs> and now and now we have the, the new data model up and running um it's not visible in the ui whatsoever but uh, at least like the underlying database structure allows us to associate users with multiple companies and vice versa and now I'm working on um, our Ruby uh, Ruby gems to support like sending that particular data to user list. Cool. And once that is that is done, I'll um, probably start like just integrate it into user list and start playing around like with our with our data and then see and then build up from there and figure out like how can I work make this work for our use case. Mm -hmm. And once that is done, like roll it out to everyone. Um, I feel like yeah. Getting some real-world usage in there early on is, is probably smarter than trying to solve everything uh, without ever touching uh, real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, lots going on. <laughs> yeah, that was you got a it's a big update. Plenty, plenty going on. Anything? Yeah. Yeah, like at a, I mean, at a higher level, like strategy that you're like when you when you're able to get yourself out of these weeds that you're thinking about, okay, uh, database performance or email sending, like any big like topic that you're really trying to think through that you could want to share here or still kind of punch in from one thing to the next. Uh, well, the overall strategy, like on the product side, is company account feature, like the data model feature, the new, well, data structure, I guess. Yeah. After that, integrations with um, third parties, like Zapier, Stripe, mm -hmm. App Scout, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, we initially planned to do that first, but figured like if you want to make the data model change, it makes sense to do that first. Yep. And I think after that, like maybe the analytics stuff, but uh, yeah. it, 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 that would be kind of cool and would also solve some of the performance issues, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. But like 
yeah, it's too far in the future to to be certain that we yeah. actually got it. Will we actually be doing that next? Um, and on the on the marketing side, um, like now that the basic website is done, knowledge based mm -hmm. uh, is almost done. Uh, we'll work heavily on on like more content on the website. Have like ded dedicated landing pages for. Um, like for particular features that we support, like right now yeah. we only have like the homepage, a features overview page, and a dedicated landing page for in-app messages. But it's kind of stupid to not highlight all the other stuff that we do. For example, the our segmentation feature is pretty powerful, and we're not mm -hmm. we're not really talking about it. Our email campaigns look like they're super simple linear campaigns, but like with a pretty robust ability to skip, message, skip messages and like yeah. have them be content and like you can do a lot of stuff and we're not really highlighting that anywhere mm -hmm. and uh, like a lot of other things like w once we launched integrations stuff like that have that on the website so that's the, the strategy there and then on top of that um yeah try like try uh get our feet wet with with uh, with the paid advertising and uh see what asia what else asia comes up with yeah, yeah. great man plenty of, plenty of exciting stuff happening over there yeah, it's, it's moving forward right now mm -hmm. like i mean it's it's funny like i feel like since about four weeks or so ago we i i, I i'm not i don't care about trials right now mm -hmm. for some reason like i don't really care about conversions um, it feels like we're very much lay just like laying groundwork and like putting stuff into place to allow like hopefully improved sign up rates in the future. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's always a weird a weird tension between like getting users right now and like making sure you get more users in the future. And like I hope this like all of the stuff we're working on is putting us on a good path to more signups in the future <laughs> well and, yeah and better retention when you get them yeah. Like, yeah. yeah 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 all right well yeah good catching up i'll um sure. i yeah i guess my my goal for this week is going to get that going to be to get that piece of cornerstone content out so hopefully next week i'll have a an update on that and we'll share some specific numbers on outreach and, and follow-ups follow us on twitter at slow steady pod show notes and stuff at slow and steady podcast.com cool talk to you next week bye later <laughs> <laughs>